two weeks in and two epic battles for an F1 win. Nostalgia creeps in as two Pink Panthers battle it out for position. And can we call Mercedes a midfield team? Watch out for drones. Let's jump the start. everybody welcome in jump to star racing podcast my name is wellington i'm here with two of my closest friends ruben what's going on guys yeah yes hi we're joining you yeah i'm just not happy why i i i don't know i i, I think we'll get to it but uh, we're joining you Honestly, almost I'm immediately after happy. the saudi arabian grand prix not the day after as our normal custom um how are you guys doing today we're good I'm good. I'm great, man. An awesome start to the season. Fantastic. Yeah. All right. Let's get into it. Some of the news uh, just leading into the Grand Prix, which had enough of its own news during the race weekend. But uh, Red Bull revealed the cause of the double Bahrain GP retirement. They say they don't expect it to happen again going forward, not just in Saudi Arabia, but going forward. Uh, They revealed that they had an issue with their... uh, both cars suffered from a lack of fuel pressure last weekend. The correct amount of fuel was in both cars, but a vacuum prevented the pumps from drawing fuel and delivering it to the engine. Bad news. I would think that would be a uh, but yeah. <laughs> Come on, Ruben, be alive, be alive. Yeah. Um. Okay. Any thoughts? <laughs> any thoughts on it? It's just it is what it is, right? It is what it is. I didn't. It seemed it was one of those the few areas that where they didn't get to test during testing and uh it bit them during the race especially with the new fuel and how it how it reacts i think we mentioned last week that um they didn't do a lot of low fuel running and the new e10 fuel tends to really heat up and and it behaves differently obviously than the fuel last year so could be something like that obviously we don't know the details but um red bull is a good enough team to get on top of it and obviously they did get on top of it. Yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's what I was telling uh, Yancey prior to the, to the race starting. And that didn't happen to Sonoda. So, I'm like, hey, look, Yancey, you see? I'm telling you, it's not over with Red Bull. They still got that issue. Yeah. Sonoda, you know, was like under first, I guess. Well, we don't know what it is, but it, I mean, I guess it's a powertrain issue with, with, with Sonoda. Yeah. I'm talking about like, I was mm-hmm. mixing it to, yeah. to the results of last week. I said, hey, look, Yancey, they may, they may say they solved it, but look, this guy just went out. So, because me and Yancey obviously happened to be talking about that mm-hmm. rather, rather than the Sonoda thing happened. Yeah, but I mean, uh, th- it happens. Uh, it just sucks for them because they just didn't get any points and, last yeah. week. But so they're starting on the back foot, and obviously the race at the front uh, is going to be close again this year. So actually, I think it's going to be closer this year. It looks like it's going to be closer this year than it was with uh, Mercedes last year. So. No pun intended, right? The race at the front. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So moving on from that, it seems like. Carlos Sainz is very, very, very extremely close is the term that was used to signing a contract extension with Ferrari. Uh, The deal would extend his stay at the famous Italian team beyond the rest of the season. Speaking about the new deal after securing his fifth Ferrari podium in the season opening Bahrain Grand Prix and now sixth today, Sainz said, I think we are close, very close, very, very close, very close, extremely close. Nearly there. That that was an exact quote. <laughs> wow. Right from the article. Can he be any closer? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it gets very specific, I see. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm not, <laughs> I think, su- I'm not surprised. Uh, but um, what, what we had just seen. So this is the sixth t- today at the uh, um, Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Sixth consecutive podium. Or sixth podium as a Ferrari driver. 17th consecutive points finish is what yes. we saw in the mm-hmm. post race. Yeah, yeah, 17 consecutive post, uh, uh, sorry, points finish and third consecutive podium for him. Going back to last year, obviously. Yeah. Um, Mr. Consistency. We were talking about this exact issue, not or not issue, but this exact thing last year where he's just been there and able to scoop up points, able to scoop up positions and podiums just because he's consistently there. Yeah, and I think him and the com- – obviously, a driver combination is very important uh, for a top-running team. And Ferrari this year seemed to be 
uh, at least one of two teams right now. We don't know if um, if Mercedes is going to join the fight um, at the uh, the sharp end of the grid. But um, but in order for you, in order for you to build a winning team, you have to have two drivers that not only can win races but can consistently score points. Um, we see that 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 is the key to winning in the midfield, but um, to win the championship. You have to have two drivers that are capable of winning races, especially when your top driver is not able to win the race. We know Carlos hasn't won a race, but we know that he's capable of it. But he definitely can score, bring home the points when Ferrari needs it. And that along with, um, obviously, a lot of the development work on the engine and the arrow this year has put uh, Ferrari in contention for the championship this year. And I obviously am looking forward to it. I think we all are because we want to see that fight again. I'm not surprised on the extension though. I think he's earned it. He's Absolutely. earned more time at Ferrari. The, the way he, the way he raced last year, like there were, mm-hmm. there was not much room there, but separation between him and, and Leclerc. And this mm-hmm. year is going that way as well. No, true. He actually beat Leclerc. No, yeah, but, but on the points I'm talking about as far as race after race, when it come when it came to, to distance between the two drivers, when it came to quality and stuff like that, uh, signs might not have been, you know, his. Uh, you know, right there at every race, but when they were when he was on it, they were both just by milliseconds off. And I, you just you know, even this year, Science will put a good lap. Leclerc comes and puts a better, you know, better a better lap than him. But not not to diminish Science. Science is, is well, they awesome. push each oh, he's other. Been, yeah, exactly, exactly right. You know, they push each other. So maybe other. Science is, is a fuel for him for Leclerc as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, so we, we need somebody like that there. there it's a lot like um, it's a lot like we talk uh, with Haas when when they brought in Kevin Magnuson. Um, where we're saying that now Mick Schumacher has a benchmark of what to live up to as far as, because we know that Kevin Magnussen is an experienced driver, yes. can bring home the points when he has a good car. Uh, I've, obviously, he's proved that the last two races. Um, so you, you such the, the dynamic between Leclerc and Sainz is that they each set set benchmarks for each other and they try to beat each other. And when you try to do that consistently, you're pushing each other to new heights. So um, you definitely need that. And I think one of the most important part is even though they're competing against each other, obviously, because you want to be your teammate, they do get along and they have a good dynamic where they can push the team forward. Um, and the vote, you know, uh, Science is very professional. He knows how to handle the media, especially, you know, obviously one of the one of the things with being a Ferrari driver is that you're constantly under scrutiny. Um, and he knows how to handle that. So um it's a win-win for both sides. And you know, I I, I wanna I can't wait for him to get as well as his first win because he definitely deserves it. And this year will be the, that year. Yeah, I hope so. Team principal Mattia Bernardo says. Oh, he already says he has the best lineup on the grid. He added, I think we found an agreement. It's only a matter of time to translate it into paper. I guess it makes sense. What is it? It's in Italian, English, Spanish, like, right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think he's right in the way that that they, you know, start off this season so far and then, you know, the, these last two races, the way they, they just pretty much kept going with the, with the momentum that finished last year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so before we get into the race weekend review, I just want to make sure to mention that we are across a lot of podcast platforms. Uh, so make sure if you are listening to us via your favorite podcast player, make sure to drop a, a review. Uh, we're also on social media, Twitter uh, Twitter and Instagram at Jump to Start F1. Um, we're also on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast. Uh, please make sure to drop a like, comment, subscribe. We're actually not recording today due, due to some uh, technical issues, but we will be back next week. Uh, again, Jump to Start Racing podcast on YouTube and across multiple podcast platforms, and then at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. TikTok coming soon. We're not. <laughs> We're, We're video recording. recording. We're video recording. Thank you, guys. <laughs> no, my bad. no, you're right. You're right. You're right. All right. So, race weekend time. Gentlemen, a short view back to the past. I'm not continuing. <laughs> you guys both look over. Yep. You guys both look over. Yeah, let's just keep but looking. But I always look at him thinking this might be the weekend. This might be the weekend. This might be the weekend. <laughs> All right. So but with, like, the action. Uh, but with the accent, we need the accent on it. Yes. Yes. It has to be with the accent. It has to be with that monotonous tone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So 
You can do it, Wells. Really, the big I news of the weekend. Yes, we do. It was uh, the big news of the weekend. Wasn't even. Oh, hey, we're <laughs> going to be in Saudi enough. Arabia. We're going to be racing. Whatever. The fact that the big news of the weekend was that the drivers felt. I'll, I'll call it threatened uh, due to a. There was a missile attack. Missile, the, a drone missile. Attack. A drone missile a attack drone. Uh, by the Houthi rebels near uh, Jeddah that. You know, you could apparently see the smoke billowing from the track itself. I'm going to read from the uh, NPR article. It says, Houthi rebels attacked an oil depot in Saudi Arabian city of Jeddah ahead of the Formula One race weekend in the country. Race organizers said this won't dispel the plans to continue with the second ever Jeddah Grand Prix. This missile and drone attack Friday targeted Saudi Aramco oil facility in Jeddah. Uh, What the heck? They had to pick this weekend. So I'm going to continue further down. BBC says a four-hour meeting was held involving drivers, team bosses, F1 CEO Stefano Domenicali, and other organizers to discuss those safety concerns of the drivers who almost all 20 were in agreement in boycotting, or all 20 were almost in agreement in boycotting the race itself. What the hell? Yeah, I mean, it seems like this part of the world, there's constantly, uh, let's see, fighting, war, uh, instability. Um, this was a, this was a concern when they did, uh, aside from the obviously the human rights issues that face Saudi Arabia. Um, this was a con- this was one of the concerns about coming bringing F one to Saudi Arabia, and um and what many people thought would be was it sports was it sports washing or something like that. Yes, that's the, is that the term? Where obviously Saudi Arabia is trying to get a bigger footprint as far as culture is concerned. Um. In the world, they want to they want to bring in big sporting events. They did it with the WWE. They've done it with obviously Formula One, and they put on a great show. Don't get me wrong; these these two races the past two years have been very entertaining, a lot of fun. Um, but when the drivers and the teams don't feel safe when you have a missile attack less than ten miles from the track where you can see the flames, especially at nightfall, where you see these flames billowing, all the smoke, you can smell, they said that you can smell the oil. Uh, naturally, you're not going to feel safe. Um, I don't know how they can guarantee safety, especially from a missile. That doesn't make any sense <laughs> to me. Drum is, oh, okay, that makes it better. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense <laughs> no, I mean, to me. No, you can't even hear it coming yeah. to you. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, I think, what was the line that they... It seems like some of the drivers felt like they had to race. They were forced to race. I I heard that. I don't know. Obviously, I don't think anybody's going to comment on that officially. But uh, that's something. That's a rumor that also happened with the WWE. I think it was in 2018. Yeah. um, That they weren't allowed to leave. Oh, my God. uh, Saudi Arabia. So, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess they're there. They raced. It was a good race. But... Um, we got a question if we want to go back there. And uh, I think they're going to go back there because cash is king, as uh, Lewis said before. And, um, yeah, you're just going to have to deal with it. What do you guys think? I think it's this weekend show that also the drivers have, you know, leeway, you know, because what they're, what they but they say matters more than we actually think because to help, you know, to hold a four hour meeting and it's like, that was like in the middle of the night as well, this meeting. Yeah, like, I think it finished at three in the morning. Yeah, the so morning. there was a lot of worry on the drivers. I think it was on the on the, on the the teams too, on the Scuderia themselves. Mm-hmm. They're just not going to come out and say it that way. And um, the drivers, I think, had a stronger position when it came to to deciding what we should do, you know, because that was they were super concerned for their own safety. Mm-hmm. Like, this, you know, these people couldn't, prevent this from happening this weekend because, you know, we're here for a week. Right. So, obviously, if this happened on a, on a weekend that Formula 1 was not there, they probably would not get that much coverage because of this bombing. 
You know, the uh, missile attack. Yeah. Well, there was a, another, I mean, I, I read there was a, a missile attack uh, last week as well. Uh, Whoever they were, with, they wanted to get the message across and they got it. Yeah. And they did and it too. They also did that, uh, I think it was during a Formula E weekend last yes. year. Yes, exactly. So, so this 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 goes to show that um, just because, you know, obviously this country or the, the company I rank was pumping so much money in F1, mm-hmm. they might not be the best partners for Formula One either. Yeah. Because our safety obviously was uh, at you could say at risk this weekend. Yeah, but look at look at how involved they are, man. They sponsor. They obviously they sponsor many of the races. Yeah. Yes, they're the they're the title sponsor for Aston Martin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you see them they're on a track on all the barriers. Yeah, you, you see them everywhere now. Uh, you even see them in in uh, you you even see commercials for them here in the states. Uh, a Ramco. Yeah, but they have to. They have to clean they up have, the backyard first. The Formula E. Obviously, they have their race there every year. Mm-hmm. Two races. They have. They have yeah. uh, the races in Riyadh. Yeah. But listen, man. I, you know, we've had shady deals obviously in the past, and um, I, I remember reading about Bahrain when they went for, when they first went there. I think they even had to cancel one year race there, uh, because of the po- political strife. Um. It is what it is, man. We're going to get a lot of news, I believe, this coming up week about this. Yeah. Once they leave the country. So I believe right now they're just being quiet, playing it safe, because they, they're still probably pretty much unrest. Of, you know, that's a, between, in the Formula 1 paddock, I say, there's a lot of unrest of how this, you know, what to do with this weekend. So Friday night, there was also an article from BBC Sport. It said, in the article, BBC Sport has learned that a significant number of drivers had concerns about the safety of the event following the attack. But eventually, they were con- convinced to go ahead and race after being given further information by bosses. Part of this information involved the possible consequences of not racing, Jeez. such as how easily teams and drivers would be able to leave the country if the race did not happen. There you go. So, the way I read that, you guys could correct me if I'm wrong, is that they would not be able to leave yeah. unless they race. Yeah. So there was a lot of rumors and a lot of um, hearsay. Back when the WWE was there uh, with their initial, what was it? The Crown Jewel event, I think yes. it was called. Mm-hmm. That uh, they were, the, the their, one of their flights was grounded. They were said it was mechanical issues. There's just, a, there's so much hearsay about it. Um, well, there's smoke, there's fire. I'm trying to be very careful. <laughs> I'm trying to be very careful. So you hear from a lot of the talent, I'm saying, I'm yes. say, mm-hmm. that they were just not allowed to leave. And you hear from the WWE mm-hmm. that... There was nothing of that the there sort. There was nothing of the sort, that it was, you know, mechanical issues on the plane, et cetera. But now it, it, it's kind of strange to that wording. Uh, part of this information involved the possible consequences of not racing and how easily drivers would be able to leave the country, teams and drivers, if the race did not happen. That's a little scary. If it's me, I don't know if I want to race there again. Do you think Formula One goes back to? to yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cash is king. Cash is yeah. king. So the, I hope the, not, but yeah, there's only one time that we've seen Cash not being king, and it wasn't Formula One per se. It was Haas. It was 18. getting rid of the uh, title sponsor, sponsor Uralkali, and getting rid of Nikita Mazepin. Well, that's because driver. you have you have political will to do it. You know, obviously, well, not political will, just public opinion. One of the things that I, that I like was one of the videos, and I'm not 100 aware. So the video was where uh, when the meeting was going on where I saw how mature George Russell because he was the one being pulled away. He's the shop steward. Yeah, yeah, he's the shop steward because Sebastian Butter's <laughs> not there. So he was shop being, steward, meaning he's the representative for all the drivers because, like Ruben just said, Vettel is out for COVID again this week. Shop steward. So he was taken away to, like, the FIA office to, you know, to, I guess, to be, to deliver the message to the other drivers, you know, just to show him, I guess, extra security that we have going on or whatever. But he didn't stop those drones, though. <laughs> I don't know. And listen... The, you know, it is a business at the end of the day, but uh, at the end, you know, just like uh, Formula One put safety first in building the cars uh, of today, and obviously we saw what happened with Mick Schumacher and how safe those cars. I think safety also uh, has to be uh, paramount when it comes to going to these venues in these countries. And um, it seems a little bit hypocritical to me. But listen. We still enjoy it and we'll still watch it. We'll see it. what happens this week. We'll, we'll still watch it, man. Right. We'll still, unfortunately, we'll still watch it. Like Ruben said, 
there will be more coming from the drivers once they leave mm-hmm. Saudi Arabia. All right, so qualifying. I want to say that was probably the most shocking qualifying I've seen in quite a while, uh, aside from there being a weather event associated with it. Um, yeah. Lewis Hamilton out in Q1 for the first time since Brazil 2017, and that was a crash. So I think Yancey got a merit. On pace, yep. mm-hmm. 2009. Yeah. So it's been a decade, decade plus. Yeah. Since Lewis, Ham- Lewis Hamilton has been out in Q1. Uh, thoughts on that? I mean, I think after after the after that, that you know, when in the interview, he said that during practice, they were playing around with the different racing modes. And they saw that that one was working a little bit in the free practice. So they just went with that one, but it did not turn They out. went a little bit further. They, had, they, went to put, they went to push a little bit further. than the, the, They saw the, that the doing. setup was working okay. In, 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 and he works better than me. <laughs> yeah, they, said they saw that the setup was working okay in FP3, and they went a little bit further. And obviously, once you... Once you go into qualifying that your car's in park, park firm, you can't you can't make any changes. You can't make any changes. And obviously that didn't work out. I think the most shocking part about that was that not only was he in fifteenth place, was that he was so behind I think he was what seven tenths off George Russell's time. Hold on. I mean I could check. Mm-hmm. I keep going while I check. Yeah. Uh but I you know I Russell qualified way ahead of him, obviously got into Q3. It was seven tenths, yeah. Yeah, he got into Q3. Russell got into Q3. Hamilton didn't. Uh, it was on pure pace. There was nothing He's wrong. also Mr. Saturday, dude. Come on. Oh, come yeah. on, bro. We're talking about the <laughs> best. Possi- we could talking about possibly the greatest driver of all time. Yeah. And, oh, this week. And this never happens. I mean, Lewis Hamilton is one of the most consistent drivers ever. In I, Formula One history, I hope that this week that nothing comes out of saying him, them saying also that Hamilton say, "Oh, my head was my head was not in the game. I didn't no. feel safe." <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I, think no, just saying that. No, he won't. It, it's it was this, it was the wrong setup. Obviously, the car is not that quick. Um, I, I want to ask you guys this question. What? Uh, can we consider Mercedes a midfield team this season? <laughs> um, so far, what we've seen. The answer is two no. Races. I think that you remember back. 17, 18, 19, when it was clear, way ahead, Ferrari and, and uh, Mercedes. Then mm-hmm. it was Red Bull, like three steps back, then mm-hmm. 10 step back, everybody else. I think that they're like the Red Bull situation right now. I think that there's just going to be too much money for them to not be able to work. Too much not money and know-how. I think that uh, this past race weekend, it was just a... Like like Hamilton said, just a bad setup, and they need to start taking those risks because they don't have such a fast car that they could just make up for whatever it is that they could be doing wrong. Mm-hmm. How about you, Ruben? What do you think? I think that um, they're not a midfield team. Obviously, they will be. They will climb, you know, back. I was not. They'll, they'll climb back up there with Ferrari and uh, and Red Bull in the next couple of races, but they need to find the groove. They have not found, you know, the the level. Where they need to have the cars, they're probably not going to be the fastest. But Ferrari's not the fastest in the straight either. No, Red Bull's probably the fastest in the straights right now. Red but they're Bulls not the fastest in the turn in the corners. Yeah, but um, you know what I'm saying. Mercedes is not fast anywhere. I think they've Dude, been they've been. I, I that, believe whatever, that, that the bouncing part is hurting them so much. Yeah, that, yeah, and then because if you look at the other Mercedes teams, they're also all the way in the back. So. But it's also look they, the purposing is an issue. Obviously, the arrows off, but then. Look at work? their engine is not as quick as before. Um, it's not the powerhouse engine that we're used to seeing, and you and the reason why I say that is that look at other customer teams and where they're finishing. Yeah. So, so can you say that what we're seeing right now is what we really wanted with the changes to you know to the way the way Formula One itself works? Because no. we wanted no, we wanted the Teams that were doing bad to get more timing and all that, you know, to develop more and stuff like that. And the teams that did their best to do less. Because obviously, I, I'm pretty sure if Mercedes would have had unlimited time, you know, in the wind tunnel and all the other stuff, they'll probably be doing way better than now. Yeah, but, I mean, that's the, 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 Obviously, the, we want that, obviously. I mean, the, but the, the issue is it's not so much that they didn't have enough time. It's just that they just took such a big step back. 
Um, we'll see, man. I mean, I'm I'm looking towards Barcelona because Barcelona is the start of the European season. It's when traditionally a lot of teams bring their bigger upgrades to sort out the mistakes that they made at the beginning of the season. Um, and then we'll see then, man. But it just doesn't look good for them. And that car just doesn't look like a Mercedes car. So they're going to be hurting for what, for the next three races more? Three or four races, and and possibly yeah. even to like the to the summer break. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with the NCs. Like the point of the new regulations is to say, okay, teams, here are the new regulations. Figure out how to work your cars within this rule set. Right. Some teams are gonna miss. Some teams are gonna hit. Remember in uh, what was it, 2009 with Braun, how they just freaking hit it out of the park to start the season, but then all of a sudden, everybody else caught up. You mm -hmm. saw Red Bull catch up towards the tail end of the season. Um, I think that this is just where it is. It's growing pains. They made um, they made a uh, not a bad choice, but they just were not as right as the other teams were. Yeah, and and, and, and you can't blame it also on that they didn't have enough time because they were in the championship fight last year because Red Bull was in the same championship yeah, yeah. fight alongside with them, and look at how good their car is. Right, so. right. But I, I mean, it's also surprising to see Mercedes so far on it. Remember, their car last year, they didn't develop as much because they were focused on this car. Right, but you see how different it looks compared to the other cars. It came out with the Shark Girls. No, no, yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying is because I will see they should have been doing way better than anybody else because they pretty much put at risk last year's title, which obviously they lost. No, they won the construction. The, the construction, title, but so I'm won. talking about the championship, you know, because the, they won the, the drivers. Drivers, the drivers yeah. Barely lost. Barely lost it, yeah. But remember, they didn't develop last year. They didn't do anything until pretty much that car. They were running to like, you know, 2020. Or, you know? I, I don't know. know. I think that like... It's tough to call it, it. Yeah. But at this point, it's a matter of seeing what type of setups work. Because your car doesn't work and because you kind of gambled on something that's not working. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of just gambling on the setup. So we heard in the post-race interview today where Charles Leclerc said that they went with a more high, a higher downforce setup to be able to try and combat... Uh, some of the twisting, turning in on, yeah, the, on for, the Jetta for track. this particular but track, that yeah. you know hampers them in the straights. Whereas mm -hmm. Red Bull uh, went with a lower downforce setup. But what happened? Ferrari was way faster in Q one, way faster. Uh, I'm sorry, in sector one. Whereas Red Bull was faster in sector two and three. And even though it was very very similar pace, it was two very different approaches to the car. So mm -hmm. it's just a matter of trying to hone down what setups are going to start working better for this car. And this is probably. We've talked about a diva car for Mercedes. This is probably their biggest diva. Yeah. So going back to, to Yance's question, should we should we get ready to fire Bono then? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this I is a Bono. Nah, listen. I just went around. <laughs> I think, you know, it's two weeks into the season, second race. Right. And consecutive, um, too. Yeah. So, and obviously, they're not, they, they're not going to have a lot of time to fix any of the problems that they encountered in Bahrain and fix them here. And honestly, this track also is very much an outlier uh, as far as like what the other tracks are right. th that are coming up. We have 21 more races. This track is a lot of, uh, there's a lot of high speed corners, a lot of long straights. It's a power track. Um, it's it's an outlier track. It's not, it's not a track that represents um, a lot of the other tracks. Uh, the, 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 yeah, a lot of the other tracks on the calendar this season. So we'll see how it works out. I'm just, it's just, they, they look like a midfield team right now. And I just, I don't want, I honestly, I want them to be fighting at the top. I want to see a fight at the top between those th top three teams. Um, but Absolutely. we'll see what happens. So that's Lewis Hamilton being on Q1. The rest of qualifying though, what I I am I'm really down with this whole setup where we just don't know who's going to come away with the uh with the pole position. In particular, we saw Charles Leclerc put in a, a monster 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 lap here in Jeddah and, and we, I thought that was it. We we talked about this last week that he is one of the best qualifiers in I guess in the lineup, the driver lineup, mm -hmm. only to be pipped at the line by an even more insane lap by Sergio Perez. His first pole position in 219 attempts. Literally a miracle. Mm -hmm. is, is what I was literally, that's what, literally a that's miracle. That's what it felt like, yeah. It's just a shame that live, because of Leclerc's lap, they don't show it. They yes. did not show much of uh, Perez. 
Can, this this is the official start of the petition. Can we get split screen? Oh, like wouldn't that be why just, would why, why don't they do that sense? now? Yeah. Wouldn't that just make sense? Especially, guys? No, meaning the minute they notice that another driver is also it's pacing at the yeah pacing purpose or at the level of the driver, they should just split the screens and let's go. That would be hot. We just don't have the technology. at least offer it on 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 F one TV or something. Well, what probably you could do it if you go to the drivers camp, maybe. But you don't know what drivers want that's pacing that way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh no, you can. You have to be, have one driver. You can split the screen. Listen, the, no, you cannot do it. The um, the most for me personally, the most magical F one qualifying lap for me was Lewis Hamilton Singapore, Singapore. twenty eighteen. It, you guys can look that up on YouTube, look up the 360 camera view, and look how insane that lap was. That Charles Leclerc lap came very close to that. Not that it was better. Except the only thing that wasn't good about it is yeah. he didn't get pole position. Yep. Yeah. If he did, we would be talking about it yeah. the same breath. And, and for Checo, of all people, <laughs> to come up with an even better lap, that was insane. And I was, I was happy for Checo. Um, you know, we, we live for these moments as, as racing fans. And that was, that's what qualifying is about. I don't think we, I, I watch many other racing series and none of them have the magic that a qualifying session, especially a very competitive qualifying session has as an F1 qualifying session. So, and yesterday, I mean, well, yeah, it was yesterday. The, that was the epitome of what a qualifying session should be and how we enjoy it so much and why we're just stuck to the TV looking at seconds go by. <laughs> yeah. It's funny that um, obviously we, we as, as guys here, we sympathize for certain teams and, teams and stuff like that. But when it comes to like qualifying and seeing little moments like that, that you could say probably like magical moments, mm -hmm. I like, oh my God, Yo, oh my God, this guy just stopped it. What yeah. do you mean? Like he just stopped the lab. <laughs> we yeah. were all expecting maybe it would have been a max. Yes, that's to, what you expected. To, yeah, to to overtake Leclerc. And, and, and they were going back and forth and it was so tiny, like the tiniest of margins. We're talking about hundreds of a second. And for, for um, Perez to just pull that, he even said it, he said, I can do a thousand laps, qualifying laps, and I can never match that lap. Wow! He knows that. Yeah, it was a magical lap. It was. It was. It was something special, man. Uh, if you guys can watch the replay, go ahead and watch it. It was so much fun. No, no, no. there's something about these uh, street tracks at night, right? Yeah. Or, or even during the day with the Baku, but mm -hmm. it's hard to it's hard to even talk about qualifying without mentioning the really. Insane crash uh, from Mick Schumacher. Um, he split the car in half, is what it looked like. Yeah. It, it just, it was a... It was a heavy crash. It was a heavy crash. It was a disaster. He couldn't even, he couldn't even start the race today. Um, yeah, he got a, he, I think he got a concussion. He didn't race today. Uh, I think he hit the wall at 170 miles an hour. Sure. Anywhere from 150 to 170 miles per hour. That, that's what I read. Yeah, man, that was that was crazy. That was crazy. Um, it's happy, so you can see how much on the line these drivers are, are racing to. Yeah. So remember, he just pretty much was a little bit over the curb, and this car just went under. No. Yeah, and I mean we're racing in a street track where the you know, the walls are right there. They're concrete walls, so and they're right there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm glad he's good. Glad he's better. He has to be airlifted to a hospital. Yep. Uh, just so he can, um, you know, just to do pre preliminary checks, but which is good. Yeah. Um, like now only going off the word. No, I'm okay. I'm okay. No, no, no. We're going. We're going to take his yeah. We're going to run tests on you. Yeah. And um, yeah, man. Uh, we'll see him back. See him in Australia for the next race, right. which is great. So from ESPN.com, the son of seven-time world champion Michael Schumacher lost control of his Haas car in turn nine and slammed against the inside barrier before rebounding back across the track and coming to a halt beyond. Turn ten, as Yancy mentioned, he was airlifted uh, off of the Jetta track and, and to the nearest uh, medical facility. Schumacher was conscious when the medical car arrived on scene, and although he appeared physically fine, was taken to the Circus Medical Center for checks and on to hospital via helicopter. 
They used to have circus for a minute. Yeah. Could be. <laughs> this weekend was a circus. Bro. Yeah. Uh, so the it's incident resulted, on this yeah, the incident resulted in an hour-long qualifying session being suspended for over 50 minutes mm-hmm. as the car was, was long, recovered. Huh? Barriers yeah, I was falling asleep were, waiting for it. Were repaired and the track surface was cleared. It was a long time. It was a major shunt, as they say. And Listen, I love... It happened when I, when I first ordered my lunch. I was watching it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I finished my lunch. I paid the bill. I drove to your shop, Yancy, yes. to pick up the, 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 some, some equipment. Yeah. I drove to, 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 to the barbershop. I'm looking for parking. And I parked. And I'm still, I told my son, Joseph, Joseph, go ahead, go in. Let me finish watching this. <laughs> <laughs> in New York City traffic, by the way. <laughs> well, worth, the, worth the wait. Worth yep. the wait, man. That was, a, that was a great qualifying session. Absolutely. So moving on, results for qualifying. Sergio Perez, pole possession, Charles Leclerc. And uh, P2, Carlos Sainz P3, Max Verstappen P4, Ocon 5, 6 is George Russell, Russell 7, Fernando Alonso 8, Valtteri Bottas 9, Gasly, and 10 K-Mag. How good is Bottas this year? <laughs> I was waiting for you to mention Bottas. <laughs> Last week he split the Mercedes. He's beating both Mercedes in qualifying. How strong is that Alpine? The Alpine? Or the- 5 and 7, Ocon and Alonso. Well, I, I, uh, are, are they are they the next best, best of the rest, after Mercedes, <laughs> or maybe even before Mercedes? Maybe I'm mistaken in saying that Mercedes is uh, the third. Well, that's the thing. That's why I asked the question: If Mercedes is the midfield team, um, no, I listen. We got to see how they are because they tend to do well on these fast tracks. Yeah. Right. Uh, Alpine always tends to do well on, on fast these tracks. fast tracks with uh with fast corners or medium speed corners. Well, that's what they got Australia coming up next. So. Yeah, but well, we'll see how they do there. That I mean, that's they changed one. the layout, but it's still not a fast track, so we'll see. No, it is a fast. It track. is a fast track. Well, it's, it's just, a fast track, but not a lot of overtaking. Yeah, it's just like uh, Saudi Arabia. All right, so mm-hmm. race results. Uh, P1 and winner of the race, Max Verstappen, Leclerc second, signs third, rounding out the podium. Podium. Perez fourth, Russell fifth, Ocon sixth, seventh is Norris, eighth is Gasly, ninth K Mag, and tenth Hamilton sneaking into the points from P sixteen. Uh, literally willing that car into the points. Um, so number one, Perez, awesome start to the race, was sure. ahead, kind of disappeared, not not disappeared into the distance, but he was controlling the race. Yeah, I think it was like two or three seconds at most. That yes, mm-hmm. at the beginning of the race, yeah, yeah, he. <laughs> Uh, he got duped. Red Bull got duped. He pitted lap fifteen. <laughs> got duped. Yeah, he pitted lap fifteen, literally seconds before the safety car was deployed. Um, after Nicholas Latifi got into an accident. Oh, well, he pitted because he thought the Ferraris were gonna pit, and then yes. Leclerc stayed out. Duped. Yeah. Ropa dope. <laughs> yeah. So, as 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 that happened. He pitted, gave up the leadership position, uh, came out, I think, in fourth. Fourth, yeah. And then from there, the safety car happens, and everybody's able to pit. And Well, I think, he, didn't he actually come out in third ahead of Sainz? No. And then he had to give back to no, no, position. No, he came out after Russell. He came out after Russell. Then the safety car happened. Oh. Everybody else pitted during the safety car. So he gained okay. some spots. Right, so the, there was a, an incident between Sainz and Perez as science was coming out of the pit lane exit where long story short safety car line um he was ahead at the exit of the safety car line and um paris had to give the position back in order to not incur a penalty but from there it was leclerc controlling the race with uh, verstappen behind them then signs and it was any any uh, sympathy for paris he just yeah. has some bad luck. Well, I wouldn't just say sympathy. General. I would say empathy. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. It's just bad luck, but it's racing. It happens. Uh. One, he did get duped by Ferrari. Um. So you know, obviously, the entire Red Bull team got duped by Ferrari. So they pitted. You him. think so? I think I think Leclerc was gonna was gonna pit. He just just yeah, the I opposite of opposite of Paris. Of Paris. Yeah. yeah. But either way, it was they were playing games and and there was gamesmanship. And then, it's part of the race. Yeah, I mean, he pits, and then who was it that it was Latifi that crashed? Latifi tends to do that. <laughs> um, 
it takes away, you know, race wins from people. Um, no hate, no hate. <laughs> um, I'm just, uh, I'm just uh, pointing out coincidences. Um, yeah, and he, you know, that it just happens. And then obviously, you as a team, if you're ahead, you're just gonna, you, if you can pit during a safety car, you obviously spend less time in the pits, or you gain more time in the pits because the cars aren't going as fast around the track. You do it, and it played out the way it played out. Tough look for for Paris. Yeah, so what that ultimately set up was, so we saw it last week. We see it again this week. Another duel. Another duel between Max and Charles Leclerc. Yes, you want to give it to you want to give it to us for once, for one more time here. Charlie, yeah, he didn't win. Okay, fine. <laughs> so listen, <laughs> so last, last it was a was great. Well, it was is, great. Is, it so last week was a duel was, in the desert. This yeah. one was a duel, duel by the desert because we needed water. Desert, yeah, I don't know, but <laughs> hey, listen, is this is this a result of the car? Is this um, of the new regulations? Is this a result of just Ferrari getting better going into this year? Like, what's going on here? Um, is it both combination? It, it's a combination of both. But here's the thing. We had a great fight between Lewis and Max, not at all races, um, because what happens with last year's car is that when you overtake, you can't fight back, right? We usually see if you can overtake the car, you can stay ahead and pull out. This car allows you to fight back, and we saw that. We saw that last week for three or four laps. Big time. Right? And we saw it this week. The cars are very similarly matched, as we're watching it on TV right now. Not only in the front, by the way. We yeah. saw it also in the midfield, yeah. in the back, everywhere. They can follow each other. And 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 that, in turn, um, makes it, instead of a game of checkers where you just got to pass, it makes it into a game of chess because you got to know when to pass and how to defend it and make sure that the car can't get you back at the next overtaking spot. Which, um, which is happening. <laughs> yeah, which was, which is happening. It's it, These new rules, man, It so far what I've seen, they're working. And we're getting the racing that we want to see, man. And and obviously, we're getting a great duel between two young superstars, the two superstars that we, well, we're missing, you know, Norris and, and Russell in this fight. But um, obviously, the the two superstars that we thought eventually would come together, we said that in 20, was it 2018 or 2019 in Austria? Yeah. When they battled each other. Yep. Um, we're seeing this fight and we're all enjoying it and they are enjoying it which is even better we even saw Matt we even saw uh Leclerc give Matt, Max props on the radio at the end of the race it was it was a, it was a great race man it, and that's what we want to see as fans so but, i don't i don't think that Russell will be that far behind for that long he was no, p5 not at all so we're we're going to he you give, you give him a good car he's he's there he, he's going to be there and <laughs> yeah I, yeah so for, hold on, I just wanted to double check one thing. Yeah, he's also fourth in the in the drivers championship yeah. with a dog of a car right now. Mm -hmm. What I wanted to point out is that last year we saw Max and Lewis battling out neck and neck on this track. We saw Max slowing down to give Lewis the pass before getting to the DRS so that he could have DRS so he could pass him again. And mm -hmm. we, you know, we deemed it as something that was. Uh, whatever, uh, dirty tactic or whatever it was that we said. Mm -hmm. Are the cars really that? <clears throat> maybe, maybe the track itself it just lends itself to to close racing. I feel like yeah, the the cars are better followers, but just on this track, based on what we saw last year with the older cars, they were they were very close together, mm -hmm. pretty much the whole race. Yeah, pretty much. Um. I don't think that they're, even though the Ferrari is a slow car in the, in the straights, I don't think the Ferrari is, you know, either car is that far behind because they were using, you know, the ultimate tactics, even though that we called them dirty last year, you know, to be able to, you know, jump each other. Yeah. Um, but that's the thing. Similar we, to last week. By the way. Yeah, it's a game of checkers. It's, yes. It's a matter of, but we see how, 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 well, here's the thing, man. When you have this fight, and obviously we see Leclerc making sure that he backs off so he can get right behind Max to get onto the next DRS zone to use the DRS and and overtake uh, Max in the next overtake and uh, the next corner. 
we saw them fight long enough. That went on for like two laps. We saw them fight each other, be so close on track where they're able where Max is able to be like, all right, Leclerc is going to use this tactic. Let me do something different where I can finally pull off an overtake and go ahead and take the win. And then uh, after that, you see, and it was just bad luck on, on Leclerc, uh, for Leclerc, when Leclerc was trying to fight back. Uh, I think it was the, it was the, it was a, how many laps was it? 50? It was like lap 49. It was lap 49 where Leclerc, where Leclerc was going to make a run on, on Max again to overtake to try and overtake him, but then the yellow flag came out because Stroll and um, Albon collided. I think I think that killed but, the ending of the race. Uh, yeah, but no, but it was it still good. It. it was still very no, no, exciting because no. it was going to be more action going on the back and yeah, forth action. But you know, it was still close the back and forth, but it was going to be more. Yeah, but and but that's the thing is that you would never get that with the previous rules no. because you couldn't follow each other. Correct. So uh, if we. Second. What we're seeing is that these cars, when they're ready to attack, can fight each other for two, three, four laps. The 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 drivers can not only outdrive but can outthink themselves or think outthink each other, right, which was never the case. Which was never the case before because you just couldn't do it. And you know, we get an insight on how these drivers, their driving styles. You 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 see how they drive and what how they think and. And what they're gonna do in the future, and it just gives us more fodder to talk about, man. This is exciting, and I hope that this keeps carrying on for the rest of the year. I agree. It's gonna be uh, granted. It's a twenty-point lead right now for Leclerc in the driver standings, but it's going to be a fight down to the wire. Is what it looks like the uh, this season is presenting to us. Well, what last season taught us is that twenty-point leads can easily be overcome. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, can we also emphasize a little bit on the? Because um, obviously we, we're we're watching some right now on TV, the driver's cam. Oh, uh, the helmet cam. Yeah, the helmet cam. That's an awesome shot, by the way. Yes. Because he showed a couple of times, you know, with Leclerc and Max were going at it. Yeah, you can see you can see the dash. You can see. Yes. You can see, you know, where, not a, where, the, where they're looking. Yet, mm -hmm. But you could see what was going on. That's a, one of the best views. I, yes. I'm glad they brought that. Uh, into Formula One. Oh, yeah, Look at it, it just gives a real sense of speed. But, yeah. uh, you know, along with that Leclerc and Max battle, um, you know, you're told when you battle your teammate to just, like, you, you got to be really careful. So we saw, we saw the Alpines. <laughs> not following the plan. Alonso and Ocon fighting each other for multiple laps at a time, literally just costing themselves a uh, time where they had people behind them, uh, namely uh, Valtteri Boras in the Alfa Romeo, and they had guys ahead of them that they could have been catching. Um, so is that a mistake from the team? Yes. Okay. Well, I, uh, here's what I've noticed the past few years when teammates uh, fight each other on track and watching the races with you guys, especially you, Wellington. Woo. Wellington, the ultimate strategist. <laughs> he gets so frustrated when teammates are battling each yes. other. Uh, we like it. But, I mean, you know, on a, on, a, on a superficial level, we love it because we love to see the action. We like to see people fighting. But strategy-wise, Wellington, yes, you don't like it. Why? It just hurts you. It, it hurts you. Your 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 guys. So imagine you're one team. You're fighting each other. You're killing. Number one, your tires. You're wearing them down. Granted, we still don't really know what the heck is going on with the tires this year. We don't know their. You know, where they had to do three stops last week, they did one stop this week, both yeah. teams. So we don't know what's going on with them. But you're killing your tires. You're killing your battery, which you need, you're need. you going to need over the course of the race. You're going to need your your energy. And we saw that uh, it came into play over the course of this race, something that Charles Leclerc mentioned that um, – Charles Leclerc or Max mentioned that they were able to save more battery towards the end of the race and that – was a big help in being able to to have the race finish as it did. So you're killing your battery, fighting each other, which is dumb as hell. And then number two, you're putting number three, you're putting yourselves at risk of a collision. And ultimately, that's not no what point. you want. And then also, and lastly, you're losing time fighting each other, non, in not the best racing lines, not taking the best paths around the track. You're losing time to the person ahead of you, and you're losing time with the person catching up behind you. It, it's just, it's a lose-lose proposition. So we saw Baku 2018, I believe, where we saw the, 
It the was the Red Nose attacking the Red Bulls in mm-hmm. just what was the most dynamic and unbelievable fashion as two teammates working in a coordinated fashion together. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, both those cars, I think, went out. And that ra- that same race. Yeah, in that same race. After they got, after they got, they, they overtook the Renaults, they started battling each right. other. Right, but what yeah. was happening is one of them would attack. Max would use up his battery. Then guess what? The other freaking guy would come up. Oh, guess what? I have a full charge because I've been saving while you've been fighting my, my teammate. And that I was, was Danny Rick at it. the time. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Danny, Danny Rick, Rick was and, his and teammate. Was tight, yep, yeah. and it was against, I think, Hulk. And I want to say Carlos Sainz, but I may be wrong. No, no. Um, was it Carlos? I think it was Sainz or, or Pong. It was Sainz. It was definitely Sainz because Palmer would not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him as an analyst, but he was not. No, nah, it was, not it, the best it was, yeah, it was Carlos Sainz and, uh, and, and, uh, and Nico Hulkenberg. But yeah, Alonso and Ocon, they should get it both penalized by the team. They should have to wear tutus to the next race. Jesus. Yes. Pink tutus. You know what? I'd like to see that. <laughs> I agree with Wilson there. They should have just the the resources they had a hand on you know at that point, whoever was the you know the pit wall should have told them hey, Alonso's lapping faster, let him through, let him keep going, let him, you know, because remember at one point Bottas was also fighting with them and because Bottas had the RS on both of them exactly, so exactly. now now you're you know even and I think they had K-Mac behind behind Bottas so I was yeah. like yo what's going on here, but then what do you do when um. Obviously, you have two drivers on your team. Duh. Um, and you know you're gonna you're gonna give you're gonna give team orders when when you don't have to. Absolutely. Okay. I was That's saying, it, and then also on the commentary, they said Alonso is clearly faster. Just get out of the way and let him try and catch George Russell, while Ocon would have fended off Boras for both of them. I think that that's just the, it's just the right move. Yeah. Also. Or come together as a team. Let's go get him. Yeah, there's... Well, yeah. Same thing you said. He was going to be wasting his battery, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Ocon, I, was, I well, didn't say blah, blah. I said, no, no, I'm, I'm, okay. I said blah, blah, blah. very blah, articulate. Blah. Besides your... Um, <laughs> besides your very logical and... Well thought you're very, out. You're well thought out. Amazing and, analysis. <laughs> analysis. I still like them fighting. Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. And we've seen this consistently and, from Ocon. Uh, yeah, and it reminded me of when Ocon was with Force India, the Pink Panthers, because they were both in pink oh, cars. The pink now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It reminded me of the fight with Perez and Ocon back in, I think it was 2017. So, um, but yeah, you're, you. All right. I got you. Lewis Hamilton mm-hmm. battled back, non-pitting, didn't pit during the safety car, just didn't want to pit. He started on hard tires, made it from used P16, tires. hard used tires, from P16 all the way up. He made it up to P7, where actually we thought he was going to finish at the start of the race, where, where we were just going through predictions. Mm-hmm. Bad luck, bad news bears. There was a v- VSC where... Their, their when, reaction killed them. They should have reacted. When right Daniel Rico- Yeah. When Daniel Ricardo and Fernando Alonso both had to stop uh, due to uh, power engine issues or power unit issues. And bought us too. And bought us. But bought us made it to the pit one. So they both happened to stop right along the pit lane. That was entrance. crazy. Everybody was just dropping like the, flies. No, the funny thing is that at that because we were talking about because the two cars were so close to the pit entry that they were going to close it. You know, the pit lane was going to be closed soon. Yeah. But it still gave the other two drivers that had not stopped up to that yeah. point, which is K Mag yeah. and Hulkenberg. Mm-hmm. They were able to come in. Yeah. Yep. And Lewis just flew well, right by. Well, yeah. He will, he wanted to come in and they didn't tell him to come Untime, in. Yeah. Guess what? This is a result of last year when he pitted and took a penalty because uh he pitted with, the, with the, the pit wall. With the, the pit lane, pit lane was close. Yeah. I wanted to say shame on the uh race director. Should have called that uh should have called a true safety car much sooner. You see marshalled Pushing Danny Ricardo's track, and the car on the by. track with cars flying by—that that's a disaster waiting to happen. Luckily, nothing happened. Yeah, um, but you know, bad luck for Lewis Hamilton. And I think the pit, the pit, the pit lane should have been closed too. Right away, right away. Right they away. did end up closing it, but it wasn't you know right at the start. Mm-hmm. Um, is it is it that they that the race director needs more help still? 
You think? There's three of them now. No, but I'm saying even somewhere else, somebody actually watching the race, making the phone call. Hey, guys, this you know needs what? to be happened too, you know? I'm willing to make the sacrifice. Me too. I would, <laughs> I'll do that. I'm willing to make the sacrifice. You know, like, you know, like in the NBA, you know, the refs call New York or whatever yeah. to look at the well, review. With they them. could call New York. They could call <laughs> me. <laughs> well, they go. do have like a VAR thing now, but that's, I guess, when, when, when drivers big are fighting happened. each other. Um. Yeah, the, the, but that's a safety concern. I think major safety. Concern. I think These cars were you, flying by. You, Wellington had pointed that out last season with Michael Massey, and you know, um, don't say his name. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Voldemort. Voldemort, dude. <laughs> if um, something had happened to one of those stores, if if they say, "Hey, K Mag, just come in and pit," and, you had, and he cuts it close, and he runs into the back of Daniel Ricardo's car. What happened? And you had two cars in the same yes. lane. What happens? Yeah. And then, yeah, I mean, and even if they do call the VSC and the cars are going slower, they're still going pretty quick. Yes. Um, they're 40% of the speed. So 40% of what, 200 miles per hour? Okay, you're going, whatever. I can't do the math. 80? <laughs> 80, I guess, yeah. You're going 80. That's still pretty quick. Yep. Oh, um, that's what we were saying during the during the safety car ending. I mean, I told you, Joe Wells, they're... They're crawling, but they were still doing 80 miles an hour. Yeah. yeah. So, bad news bears for Lewis Hamilton. Uh, he ends up having a pit and loses a ton. I want, I want to listen to the radio. Which a ton of positions. But he ends up coming back to, you know, P10. He gets a single point. Yeah. I mean, he, honestly, a very good drive from Lewis, you know, considering the circumstances. Um, it's just that. It's, it's just team. like exactly what happened in Paris. It's just bad, bad timing. And... And yeah, it is what it is. But um, but yeah, he was on for a good one, man. He was on for you know, Mercedes were on for considering their their struggles, they were on for a good haul of points. I and think he was having a pretty good race up to that point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, the strategy, you know, yeah, they didn't help him, but he was having a very good race because he started 15, 16, made it to like top seven, mm -hmm. and still obviously had not stopped, but. Yeah, if they would have put the trigger a little earlier on that on that quick pit stop there. Well, I mean, let's put it this way: you never would have expected like a Williams last year to qualify 16th and then do what he was able to do, right? <laughs> right? No, yeah, you're no. right. Yeah, that's true. Um, so listen, three cars: Daniel Ricciardo, Fernando Alonso, and Valtteri Bottas. They they all literally just their engines just stopped. Their power units stopped. Obviously, out. we'll get more information as the week goes on. But and is there an issue with the cooling with these Three cars? different brands, too. Three, yeah, three different uh, engines. Ferrari, Mercedes, and Alpine. I don't Alpine. know. I don't know. Alpine. I don't, is, is there an issue with uh, the interpretations of the of the arrow and the yes. getting airflow into the engines? Mm, certainly seems like it. I mean, maybe it could be the hot climate of Saudi Arabia also. Uh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's I the know. first time in... Almost think, a decade that we get new regulations to a car, so it's. But I think because of because of the way testing most of them is being handled, where the cars are not going a full trot or whatever, it's, we're still learning, like how the you know the behavior of the engines and the with the with the new type of fuel they're using and stuff like that. I think it has to do with all of them. It's a combination of. Yeah, and we'll see more. Um, we'll see the cars coming together more. Obviously, it's yeah. a new set of rules. People are still figuring it out. People will see you. You're gonna see throughout the season. You're gonna see some teams doing very similar things to what the successful teams are doing. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are looking at Ferrari. A lot of people are looking at the Red Bulls yeah. to see what they can add to their to their repertoire as far as making changes to their cars. There's plenty of pictures being taken. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well, they don't have any more 3D cameras, so <laughs> so you're not gonna have another uh, another Aston Martin slash Force India deal. Pink Mercedes. Pink Mercedes. Um, yeah, nice. man. I mean, uh, we'll see. But uh, you know what? Th this is part of the sport, and it makes it, things interesting. It makes things. Um, it gives it a little bit of unpredictability, and reliability is also part of the game, man. So, figure it out, guys. Give us some good racing. Again, did, have, did you ever think? I think Wellington says this type of comments. Ahas battling a Mercedes. Yeah, dude. He and and Lewis Hamilton said at the end that that. The Haas just flew by him. by him. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Ferrari engines, the, the Ferrari engines are strong, and so are the Red Bull engines. It seems like the Red Bulls have the upper hand, though, right, as far as speed? Yeah. Right now, yeah. It's just we have to get out of the Middle East. We have to – we just have to get to more traditional tracks so that we could start seeing 
the true kind of the impact. true blue. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. what's like we didn't even have Barcelona testing this year, so it's well, like, we didn't see it. Cor- yeah, correct. Actually, <laughs> that's that's what I meant. Yeah, we didn't see it, which was I don't know what the whole the point with that was, but they don't want to make money. All right, um, yeah. so guys, I just again I want to mention we did not then video we racing at Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, we did not <laughs> video record uh, this week due to some technical issues, but we'll be back next week. Uh, we are across many podcast platforms. Make sure to follow us, drop a review, please. Any constructive criticism, or if you want five stars, that would be terrific too. We are at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, TikTok coming soon. Uh, and then also Jump to Start Racing podcast on YouTube. Any closing thoughts? Angie? Ah, the season's going to be so good. We're in it. Yeah. Um, we're in it. Uh, we, we're seeing the potential. I'm hoping that it keeps up. Um, it looks like it's going to be a battle between Ferrari and Red Bull because obviously they're scoring the bulk of the points at this point, so they're leaving people behind. Um, and and uh, that battle between Leclerc and uh, and Verstappen is only going to get better. Which is only going to help the sport even more. Yep. It keeps growing and growing. You have these two young guns uh, fighting for the championship, um, and hopefully we can get some more people in that in that fight as well. Ruben, good start though. Uh, hope we we broke the record again because last week was like the most viewed F one race in the U S. And yeah, this is, well, is going to be the, close. the most viewed Bahrain was it Bahrain Grand Prix uh, for ESPN? Yeah, that's who that's who transmits it here. Well, <laughs> okay, we're in it. All right, guys, we'll Let's talk next week. See you later. Peace. Peace. Peace.